We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible. favorable matchups. I think we have an opportunity to really dominate the game as long as, uh, like, I just think, yeah, we, we got an opportunity to really impose our will uh, as uh, pass rushers, as rushers uh, this game, and we could really have, a like, a coming out party. Cause I know we had six sacks uh, the other game, but we could really have a coming out party as uh, edge and as uh, edge defenders in the position group for this game. Shaq Barrett there says he's going to dominate the game. Said it was going to be a coming out party for the edge rushers, and the Chiefs win 41 31 hmm. over the Bucks. We've got the tomahawk chop going here at the Kingdom Bar in Gerlot in Overland Park, Kansas. I'm BJ Kissel. That is Ken Swanson. We've got Tucker Franklin uh, producing this thing for us, and Maddie Lane and Craig Stout will be joining us soon. Kent, that was beautiful. That was more delicious than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> delicious. I felt like a little bit of. I don't want to get too too Buffalo Bills last year, but it felt a little bit like an exorcism for me just because of yep. some of the angst and the frustration that I had pent up at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and just that game. You know, and another reason I think it was like an exorcism, I wasn't going to say that at the halftime show, but uh, the fact that the opening kickoff, we talked all week about special teams and then the opening kickoff, 
goes down the way that it does. They respond. The yeah, they responded to last year or last week's per performance. They responded well, you know, to kind of that, you know, they kind of got a little bit of a monkey off their back when it came to the Tampa Bay, you know, the, the Super Bowl here at Raymond James Stadium. Like yeah. all of that. It just feels good to have uh, to, to absolutely dominate Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, it was it, that, it wasn't that close, folks. That was a domination from the Kansas City Chiefs. All three phases. You love to see it. You, you love to see it. And we talked about it during the halftime show again. And I'm going to make an apology to Chiefs Kingdom if you've been following us on KC Sports Network this week. Because <laughs> I said, if you think this was going to be a get right game or you were going to feel really good about the Chiefs offense at the end of this game, it probably wasn't going to be the game to do it because they were going up against the number one defense in the NFL. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have given up an average of nine points per game through the first three weeks, 27 points total, where then the Chiefs went and put up 28 points in the first half. I mean, this was a, a Bucks defense that had not seen an offense come out like this. And we talked about it off camera, even before the halftime show, that every ball carrier for the Chiefs, when they got the ball in their hands, they were running mad. They were lowering their shoulder. They were running through guys, and guys were falling forward. They were getting an extra yard, yard and a half, two yards, every time they caught the ball, and they weren't going down. This was a mindset thing that we talked about, knowing an Andy Reid team is going to be ready to play. They are going to have their minds right when they go down to Tampa Bay and play in what was going to be a big challenge for the guys up front, and the Chiefs' offensive line paved the way mm. for 37 carries for 189 yards rushing, again, against the number one defense and one of the best, if not the best, front seven in all of football. Yeah, it was an impressive, dominant performance, and you heard Shaq Barrett running his mouth, saying all the things that he had the audacity to say this week, and what happened? They got punched in the face. They were... Uh, the Chiefs were the aggressors on in the run and the pass game. They were the ones setting the tone for the entirety of the football game. I think the entire unit together as a group took and embodied the over my dead body mentality that Patrick Mahomes possesses. It was one of those games for him. You could tell from the beginning he was you were you were getting his fastball. Yeah. Andy Reid gave him the fastball. Like, I mean, the, the call sheet was an A plus from him. But I think the I think everyone around that offensive unit responded in that kind of it embodied that kind of over my over my dead body mentality. And that was what's so much fun to watch about this. Yeah, I know Maddie and Craig are gonna want to talk about Travis Kelsey, but we can't do this intro and talk about headlines and not talk about Travis Kelsey early in this game. It was unguardable. Even if you put you bracket, you do whatever you want, Travis Kelsey was going to make plays in this game. He finished with nine catches for 92 yards and a touchdown. We talked about it earlier, but become past Rob Gronkowski for fifth place in the NFL's all-time uh, list for receiving yards by a tight end. It's only a matter of time before he shatters all those records. Uh, Lord willing, he stays healthy. But uh, absolutely dominant performance from Travis Kelsey, again, going up against a defense that had to feel pretty good about what they were able to do because last time they faced a lot of these guys, and granted it was a couple years ago, last time they faced a lot of these guys in that Super Bowl didn't have the performance that we saw tonight. Yeah, and the, the Mahomes to Kelsey connection was perfect. It was It was about as good as we've seen it in a while. They both. I mean, I think. I think Travis Kelsey kind of seemed like he took the the loss last week personally, yeah. and you take that in combination with, you know, uh, probably some frustration the last time that they played Tampa Bay. Both of those guys were on point. They were they were outstanding together today. And I, I think one of the plays that really kind of sticks out to me is in the in the second half. You saw that throw where um, I think it was a, it was a third down, and, and Mahomes threw a ball kind of low to Travis Kelsey. Yep. Kelsey went down and got it. It was on a vertical. Yeah, it was just on a seam route. But, I mean, that was just kind of like, hey, Mahomes trusted him, put him put him in a situation, you know, maybe a little bit low, you know, but honestly, maybe trying to avoid some of the arm traffic there. The that fact that 
they put up 41 points and it could have been a lot more. I mean, you look, MVS had a couple of drops yep. on third down. Clyde Edwards Hilaire drop. Yep. And then the Mahomes interception at the end, um, which is probably gonna be about negative 30 points on pro football focuses grades yeah. and knock, knock it down to an average performance. Yep. But probably um, eighth best this week, I would guess. Yeah, dominant performance. Love what we saw from the Chiefs defense as well. I mean, the Bucks, I don't know if this was a change in game plan because of how things were going and just them seeing how the Chiefs were playing offensively, but they only ran the ball six times in this game. They threw it 52 times, but they had six carries for three yards. It's funny. In this game. So uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire famously seven carries for zero yards last week. He had more rushing yards than Leonard Fournette had today because Leonard Fournette, three carries for negative three yards. BJ, I just want to let you know, you had more rushing yards today than Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Tucker Franklin behind the camera here. More rushing yards than Leonard Fournette. You watching this, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, because I got good news for you. You had more rushing yards today than Leonard Fournette did. That's pretty unbelievable. That's awesome. That is pretty unbelievable. You know what? Right now, you know what's pretty unbelievable is that we can bring on our friends. We can bring on Maddie Lane and Craig Stout right now to help us break this one down. Again, the Chiefs winning 41-31. We appreciate it if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast on Monday morning, maybe Monday afternoon. If you're going to sleep in a little bit after watching this one, we would understand. But if you are watching on YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe button. Send us your questions, your comments. Tucker will bring them up on screen. Uh, let's start with give a performance grade. What grade do you give the Chiefs uh, for this 41-31 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Hi, Maddie. Hi, Craig. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing good because I found out I had more rushing yards than Leonard Fournette. <laughs> did you? I did. I did, okay. actually. And I did it from my couch. I didn't even have to suit That's up or it. anything. It was great. It's, it's like that is just That's just a fun stat for me, especially with the storyline being last week, just an abysmal performance trying to run the football, an abysmal performance just offensively. You see this team just, just blow it out of the water on the offensive side of the ball, responding the way that they did, and the defense just eliminating one form of offense. I mean, what a what a fun day. Let's start with the offense. Let's start with the offense, though. I'm sorry, Craig. Get over it. I mean... You, got, you guys can have your moment in the sun for the first time. Craig this year. like it's that fun. right now. It's, I, it's, it's Craig's, Craig's, Craig's been riding high for a while, okay? <laughs> He's the offense, down a the offense the has it... Yeah, the offense hasn't looked good since Arizona, and Arizona was a little bit of fool's gold. Maddie, this was far from fool's gold, though. This this looked good, right? This looked, I think, how we all were hoping this Chiefs offense was going to come out and look this year. You could see all these new additions, all these new pieces, how everything kind of was fitting into place. This goes back to that Cardinals game, and we came out of it saying, huh. Maybe the Chiefs won't need all that time to gel. Maybe they kind of figured out and then boom, growing pains over the next two weeks. But then again, it's right here. You see why they have Juju Smith-Schuster. You see him getting tough yards over the middle of the field, working in zone, doing everything you'd anticipate. You see MVS hitting some of these deep shots. You see him getting vertical. All the stuff they planned, you saw the heavy personnel working, Jody Ford's in touchdown, the run game. It all came together against one of the best defenses in the NFL. It's like you can't do anything but feel excited about this offense moving forward. And that's fun to say because after the past two weeks, you can see it. There was not a lot of excitement in the fan base for what this offense was going to be until at least later in the year. I mean, 
I, I'm, I'm going to try not to have a, a lab explosion here, but they finally <laughs> ran more slants, more curls, used the physical receivers to shield away from very physical secondary, like a very yep. physical secondary. They were able to box them out, gain tough yardage, run through stuff. Juju looked exceptional doing it. Travis Kelsey always does, but it was nice to see Juju doing that. And then they come around and they run gap scheme runs. The thing that we've been clamoring <laughs> for for a year and a half now, they just line up and an, ex, an exceptional run defense, the second best that they've seen all year on offense. They just took it to them. They just took them out behind the woodshed and whooped them. Like Trey Smith pulling around the corner, Orlando Brown Jr., Joe Tooney had an exceptional day, so did Creed Humphrey. Andrew Wiley had a good one run blocking as well. The offensive line responded, and it's because they were put in the positions that allowed them to do what they were best at. Same with the receivers, and it's no wonder the offense looks like that. You play to the strengths, you do this sort of stuff, all of a sudden you just have something that is just waxing the floor with a good defense. I just wonder what the score would have been if Devin White had played. Um, Clyde Edwards Alaire, 19 carries, 92 yards, 4.8 yards. Devin per White carry. made one play and he let you know about it. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Sean Mur- Murphy Bunting got that Can, crucial hey, interception. He's, he's, off off my guy. he's off off my guy. He's just trying I, to get some snaps, man. I <laughs> love the fact that the replay that everyone's going to see in the highlight, we're going to see if Patrick Mahomes forever is spinning away from Devin White. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be on best. that highlight forever. Oh. That was oh. that was the over my dead body moment that you just knew something was different. That was I, that was that was peak Mahomes. That was just <laughs> that was just like you know we 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 take it for granted a little bit when we don't see it week over week, and it's like some people forget. And I think we all kind of forgot this week that Mahomes had this killer mentality almost because we saw how poorly they played last week. And it didn't feel like a game that you. it was going to be really difficult for this team to respond and get things together and pull things together in a short amount of time against a really good defense, one of the best defenses in football. And I think we kind of forgot who the quarterback of this football team is a little bit because Mahomes was, was, was out of his mind today. And that little spin on Devin White was the oh. play that kind of defined it. PFS is probably going to give him a negative grade because it wasn't a spiral. But it was an outstanding play, and just I mean, he was on one today. He was it was it was vintage Mahomes, and we it was it was awesome to get to see that again. No, it absolutely was, and yeah, I think that touchdown to Clyde definitely kind of highlights the ultimate. Like uh, that was the Patrick Mahomes play. That was the play that's going to make every reel from this game and everything like that. That's when everybody's going to remember. But he was just in such control the entire, you know, first mm-hmm. three and a half quarters until that interception, which it, the game was practically over then. But up until that point, he was nearly flawless. A lot of the bad plays were drops from receivers or him just being on a slightly different page than some receivers. And you get over that. So I don't know. But this was just this was one of those games that the stat line doesn't look great. You know, 23 for 37, 250 yards, three touchdowns and interception. But when you go back to watch it, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a quarterback playing better football than he did for the vast majority of this game. And it was one of those, you're just you sitting there, you're watching it, and I think you kind of you nailed it. It's like, it's a reminder. This is Patrick Mahomes. He's the best quarterback out there. You haven't had one of these yet this year. You know, The NFL got four weeks into the season where they got to talk about everybody else, but now you kind of have to bring it back down. 
I yeah, mean, and- it was a minimum of like four drops too. So like we we can count, and I think we all remember Noah Gray had one, MBS had a couple, and then Clyde had one on a fourth down that he might still be running through the tunnels right now if he catches. <laughs> like he really might still be running. So everything was clicking, and so uh, you know. This is one of those you look at the box score and everything, and it's oh okay, you know Clyde looked good, and Pacheco looked good, and you know Travis also looked good, and Juju looked good. No, the whole damn thing was good. So it, it, you can't just sit there and look at this from a box score perspective for Patrick Mahomes because the offense was so efficient, especially on third down. My God, they were so good on third down, getting ahead of the sticks, staying ahead of the sticks all night. This is. This is the most efficient performance that we've seen in a little while that played to their strengths. I loved it. It was great. You know the other storylines coming out of this game, it'll probably be discussed, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, later in the week. But, you know, prime time against a team like the Bucks, number one defense in the NFL coming into this game. But the Chiefs rookie class, we've been talking about mm-hmm. him since April. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like every one of those dudes made a play. We saw Isaiah Pacheco have the best game that we've seen from him. Sky Moore not only got on the first two snaps when they got the short field, it was on the field for the first couple touchdowns, but made a couple of nice catches. The first catch across the middle, reaching, extending uh, across the middle to make the play. We saw Brian Cook with a fantastic pass breakup in the end zone. George Karloftis had the tackle for loss in the backfield during a really key moment early in this game. I know we've been talking about a lot, but this is going to be one of those games where the rookies became not necessarily rookies when you talk about they don't really – act like rookies anymore when you get to the end of the season it's because they played in moments in situations like this against that team on the road in prime time this is one of those huge games i think for the rookie class that's already been standing out but one that they'll continue to build upon well it's super impressive because up to this point jalen watson has probably been the had been the best rookie for the chiefs and this was his worst game you know statistically right this was the game where he was giving up a couple catches now granted kent and i talked about a little bit during the game he was in great position. Like you can't yeah. be mad that you get lost yeah. by Mike Evans. That happens, or even a backup <laughs> tight end. That was that was a and great throw. Tom Brady dots. You know, like yeah, Tom's no, it, Tom's it dealing. But this was Watson's by far his worst game he's played for the Chiefs, and still a huge storyline. Like you said, is the rookie class and how well they played in this game, and how important they are going to be for this team moving forward, not only this year but in the future. And it was good to see them be trusted and step up in this one. Get ready to get excited for how much Brian Cook played this week. I mean, seriously, the Chiefs were in the dime for most of the day. He filled in for Justin Reed for a couple of snaps as well. So you're going to see an eye-popping number. They were in the dime 58% of the day because they were up by three scores for most of the day. As a matter of fact, the Chiefs allowed one touchdown when they weren't in the dime this week one touchdown on a drive that they didn't spend the majority in the drive and the dime they, they had the early one out of the nickel but the chiefs were already up three scores had that early one there and then the rest of the time spagnola just played soft he didn't reveal anything like we weren't seeing spags getting exotic or anything he just got to kind of sit back absorb the cushion and just let that go so Brian Cook played a lot of snaps, his valuable experience. So awesome to see all the rookies, but him especially, I'm excited for. Hey, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you're watching this. It helps us grow the channel. It's helping as we kind of, you know, build this thing. Appreciate everybody that's watching us as we celebrate the Chiefs. Bopping the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road. A massive response to a poor performance a week before. Uh, and I, I mean, people are forget people are going to forget that performance last week, and they should. 
Um, one guy we need to be talking about, I think, when we're speaking of rookies, and I didn't hear it. I don't know if I heard much about it, but Isaiah Pacheco, this man needs to be involved a lot more after what we saw this week. We talk about setting the tone. We talk about, you know, the over my dead body mentality that seems to be embodied in this game and the way and the violence of this game. I think Isaiah Pacheco was a tone setter for this team, the way he was carrying the football behind that offensive line, running with bad intentions. It felt like there was a couple runs where even the camera thought the play was dead. And the run play kept going and, and kept continuing a couple yards. He's, no. I, they fooled the camera a couple times. And a couple of those were Isaiah Pacheco runs. I thought he was outstanding. And I think this is a sign of things to come moving forward and something that's going to help this football team that I think they identified last week. They probably need to get this kid involved a little bit more. More gaps seem downhill. I think those are two things that you're going to start seeing more here, Maddie. So, and not to get, you know, this is the post-game reaction, so not to get too nerdy on this, but I think they clearly saw something in the Tampa Bay front that they knew they couldn't run through the middle, and they knew they couldn't do their typical inside zone kind of stuff. So that's where you started getting all these toss plays. You started getting all this gap downhill stuff with pulling linemen, and you put Isaiah Pacheco in there and let him run downhill. <laughs> he runs hard, and it looks fantastic. Even those toss plays, the toss plays to getting Pacheco are literally just putting him in the open field with one blocker pulling out in front of him, getting to come downhill. I mean, those plays look great. And here was probably my favorite part. His longest run was only nine yards. Only nine yards. He averaged just under six yards per carry. It was just consistent. Every single time he touched the ball, he was falling forward, running through people for five, six, seven, eight yards every single time. I love the Chiefs run game. I think they did a lot of different stuff, but I'm sure a lot of it had to come from kind of the film study on the Bucks because they – they don't play like this. They've never had a game that seemed this heavy on these types of runs, especially getting under center as often as they did. So I'm excited to get back and watch it. Real quick Do before we – Oh, go. Sorry, Craig. More. Do it more. <laughs> Two things. Uh, we said the exact concept Sky Moore should be running. RPO slants. What happened? RPO slants. What did you call it? Lab? What did you call it? A lab what? Lab explosion. Lab, lab explosion. Not trying to make it a lab explosion, but that is literally what. Like I think it might. Like when we were talking about him on draft day, that's exactly what we talked about too. Just say it. That's what you need to be doing with Sky Moore. The other thing, uh, we don't do butt slaps and good jobs anymore. I don't think on the po- on the on the lab anymore. Oh, I don't know I why. Forgot. We I might have to start doing one, but just in case, Andy Reid was in his bag. We will be talking about Andy Reid's offensive uh, play calling and how in his bag he was for this Matt game. Matt, you mean? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That's gonna, that'll probably come up on the post-game toast here in a minute. But before we get to that, I know, Tucker, we were watching the game. And if you were following along on social media, you may have seen this tweet from Next Gen Stats. But this is obviously the touchdown throw that we were talking about earlier. But Patrick Mahomes scrambles 39.4 yards before finding Clyde for that two-yard <laughs> touchdown. He has four touchdown passes in his career after scrambling for 30 or more yards. No other quarterback has more than one of those since 2018. Seems Crazy. <laughs> it's amazing when you put plays like that into context. Seems good. I'm just, I'm just trying to watch where 45's going. That's all I'm doing. I'm <laughs> just trying to figure out where old 45's heading off He's to. taking a seat on the bench. He was done. The, the uh, play was over. Oh, you hate to see it. Oh, I, I hope he got his feelings hurt. Uh, the defense... Craig, they were offending earlier. Another side that, yeah, (laughs) right. They, you know, hey, look, 31 points, yada, yada, yada. I, they played absolutely better than that 31 points. I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things to, 
to take away. The first half was a very complimentary first half. I think offense, defense, and special teams. I think the defense did their job in big situations to kind of help kind of create the pace and the tempo and how this game was going to be played, which was the Chiefs up big. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And when Spagnuolo gets in these situations, especially early in the regular season, you're not going to see it too terribly much out of him. You're going to see a lot of four-man rushes, except this week right before the half when he just decided that they were going to blitz the hell out of Tom Brady. You know, Brady comes down. He's obviously nursing a sore shoulder. I wonder if they just want to put some more hits on him, you know, try and make him turtle up a little bit. You know, we see that happen from time to time. Obviously, they recognized at a certain point. It's like, all right, all right, we got we got to back off of that, and they did. And uh, they played a lot of soft zone. Um, so people are going to look at this. They're going to look at the stats. Oh, they threw for this much. They scored thirty-one points. They're going to drop in the points per game stats. But honestly, this was a very good performance because there for the first half, they were able to keep this Buccaneers offense down. And this was a Buccaneers offense that we talked about in our our pregame show. This does not, it's not one that's necessarily a good matchup for the Chiefs. Mike Evans really is a, you know, a ball winner up there. Chris Godwin is exceptional with his releases. And Tom Brady wants to get rid of the ball immediately to try and, you know, get rid of the pass rush. So you got to have guys that can press. You got to have guys that can stymie them at the line of scrimmage. And you got to have guys that can play tight in coverage. Now, Chiefs have guys like that, but they're young. And so seeing a lot of these elite receivers was going to be a tough task. They held up their end of the deal early. They really did. They did an exceptional job. And then we saw, you know, Tom Brady really targeting a couple of different guys on the field. And, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later and what that means for those guys. But overall, to start the game when it was close, when it needed to be, the defense was exceptional. I Yeah, I'm with Craig here in this and the fact that the Chiefs defense was doing exactly what you kind of have to do in this game. I'm sure it was they could tell early on that the offense was clicking. They were getting it going. The defense just had to. They were going to have their opportunities to get some licks in, to bring some pressure, to play a little more aggressive. They just couldn't give up big explosive plays. They were doing just that. The Buccaneers' early success really came from two things. Throwing to Mike Evans, which, yeah, okay, fair enough. Do what you're going to do. And then attacking the middle of the field, specifically kind of in that short to intermediate range. We all know Willie Gay is usually manning that role. He wasn't there. Tom Brady took advantage of that at times, going after some other linebackers in the middle of the field. That's not going to be there all year. So, like, if those are the two things that the Bucks had consistent success with, you're going to take it every single time coming out of this game. Like, that's exactly what you want. The only thing you were missing is a little bit more production from the four-man pass rush. Now, I said this last week. Craig gets back, crunches the numbers, and says, hey, actually, guys, the four-man pass rush was great. You guys were wrong. And maybe this week we'll say the same thing. I don't know. But the four-man pass rush seemed to be Chris Jones and nobody else. Yeah, yeah. That's where it kind of fell apart this week. And, you know, getting into that, four-man pass rush was not particularly good. Spagnola had to bring the blitz. Obviously, it paid off. That luxurious knee fumble killed any inkling of the Buccaneers getting back into this game, and it happened early. So, Exceptional job by Spagnola there, but relying on the four-man rush, yeah, it was Chris Jones. Maybe a little bit of Turk Wharton, saw a little bit of that there, but by and large, didn't do enough with the four-man rush. Yes, Brady's getting the ball out quickly, but that's not the four-man rush that we have seen so far this year, and that wasn't a particularly healthy offensive line, so something to keep an eye on going forward. Not necessarily concerned yet, but 
something that I'm keeping an eye on a little bit. Yeah, that, that the Jerry Steed was the biggest play of the game, in my opinion. Because oh, yeah. it was coming right after the Clyde. It was the one kind of hiccup where you're like, if you're going to give Brady a chance, Clyde drops a third down pass here. It could be. But uh, let's go to Tucker Franklin with a uh, brand new camera setup we got here, guys. Check we're this gonna, out. We're going to see if it works here. Oh, oh my hey, God. Hey, hey, well, I, I like just, the cut. Hey, thanks, buddy. I realized I didn't tell you guys I got a haircut. <laughs> Did you not charge the battery on this, though? Well, just give me a second. Uh, it's it, that's <laughs> oh, the God. aesthetic. Um, but anyway, oh. from our friend Charles Goldman, uh, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid said that Legereus Sneed tweaked his ankle. Trey Smith hurt his pec, and he said he thinks they'll be okay there. Good. Well, that's good. Okay. That's never a. That's always a scary one. Yeah, and I did see Andy Reid during his post-game presser we have here at the bar, but uh, he was smiling, laughing, which you don't always see uh, during a press conference. Even after some wins, you don't see Andy Reid that happy. So uh, know that it was one that uh, meant a lot to him. Yeah, I and you know what it would mean a lot to us? Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Thank you so much for watching this. Uh, yeah, like, subscribes, leave some comments, talk some smack on uh, on Tampa Bay. You've earned it. You've had to wait two years for this opportunity. So yeah, get your get those get those comments off. Yeah, let's let's bait another question. And uh, on a scale from one to ten, how surprised are you with the result of this game? Not that the Chiefs won, but the Chiefs won and covered the over in the first half, uh, which was forty-five, <laughs> which I think they hit in that first half of that game. But um, yeah, let us know your questions, your comments, and give us uh, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the most surprised ever, uh, one being not surprised at all. Do you guys remember earlier this week when I picked Tampa Bay to win? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do remember that, Kent. Did you imagine? Ye, ye of little faith. We're going to ignore the fact that I predicted an ugly, low-scoring game, and that was definitely <laughs> not the case. I, 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 think, I must have been the closest to correct, and I don't even think I was that correct. I think. <laughs> I think as soon as the. I think as soon as the special teams touched or the special teams turnover to start the game oh, hit, like you knew you were in for something different. You knew hey, it wasn't hey, going to be good teams this week. Good special teams. We spent all the last post game dunking on them. Props. They were exceptional today. Hey, way to go. Right. He can stick around. Matthew uh, Wright. Kicker. Yeah. Uh, a, a kicker. A, where's number 19, whose name is Matt, is still on the roster. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Well, hold on. We did this after one game before last time. Like, let's maybe give the kicker more than one game before Look, listen, we go ahead and give him the pass. Hold on. Hold on, though. <laughs> Matt Amendola made a field goal from the, like, one-inch yard line. And the reason they made that choice was 100% because they didn't want Matt Amendola to have a high leverage kick later in the game. So three I'm just saying, is three points, baby. Those were some be- those were some impressive kicks that wouldn't have been made last week, or weren't kick like made game. last week. I will say this: we kick didn't see a lot of the punting, but the kick return game was great. I don't know what happened last week versus Indy. They were running into each other. There were no lanes. The integrity of everything on the return game was bad. I don't want to pretend to be a kick return specialist. I spend very minimal time looking at it. However, I know when it looks bad. This week it didn't look bad. There were lanes like Pacheco was picking up yards when they were there and he wasn't running into the back of Chris Lamont. So, you know, that's a bonus. Because Chris right. Lamont is down the field, not going to fumble loose. I mean, my man <laughs> justified his spot on the roster today. He really did. Got the got the team started off really well. No, it was great. Um, shout out to Tommy Townsend. Had the best day of them all. Uh, <laughs> just, got to, just got to hold some field goals. That, There's that a high was, snap on the one. So he did a good job was, getting that one down. down with, that was a little high, yeah. All right, but guys, no, it, no, Pacheco looked great. Yeah. Guys, it's it's that time. Grab your drinks. It's time for our toast game, post-game toast. 
Thanks to our friends at Holiday Distillery up in Western Missouri. If you're in the Kansas City area, if you're coming to visit, you're looking for a cool place to go hang out, head up to Weston, about 40 minutes northwest of Kansas City. It's a great place. They've got the new Ben Holiday Bottled and Bond Bourbon that just came out. It's got a lot of other good products, including uh, the 360 Vodka. It was in the 100 shots that we bought for the bar here at the Kingdom Bar at the end of that game. But uh, the toast game for this one, we were raising our glasses. I'm saying to Andy Reid. And not for the reason that you think, and not because he called a phenomenal game, and not because he was smiling in the post game, because that freaking State Farm commercial was <laughs> hilarious to see his personality be shown in that way, but also because he called a hell of a game, got the boys right to come out of here and play on national TV and put all of Kansas City back to ease, knowing that the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. So this one's to you, Coach. Oh yeah, we're live. <laughs> Sorry, we got people. We got people. People wanting to, yeah. And Matt Nagy for getting NBC camera time right after a big play so that we can go ahead and speculate <laughs> that he's the mastermind behind it all. To Matt Nagy. Can I do I it? I can't wait to hear about yeah. that. I'm going to do one. So I want to do Travis Kelsey for being fifth on the NFL uh, list oh, of yeah. tight ends receiving yards, passing Rob Gronkowski as he should, and also uh, Patrick Mahomes for 20,000 uh, yards over. So to that. Cheers. What's up? We're, we're on air. We're on air. We can't hear you, bud. We can't hear. So we appreciate we'll everybody for tuning in. Make sure you get us your questions and your comments. Let us know uh, what you're thinking about this game. This was a fun one. We've got about five, maybe ten more minutes that we'll stay live here. Again, we're at the Kingdom Bar and Grill out in Overland Park, Kansas. Cool place to, to watch a game, whether it's a home game. If you're not headed out to Arrowhead, if it's uh, it's one on the road, you're in the area, come, come swing by. Um, fun place to watch a game. It's it was awesome out here. We were having a great time. Big crowd. Uh, BJ's buying rounds. <laughs> it's in a giving mood. You were very generous today. So is the, so is the Buccaneers running defense. <laughs> we, we didn't spend enough time talking about the Chiefs' offensive line uh, for what they did going up yeah, against this front. Great. I mean, 189 yards rushing the Chiefs had on the ground coming off that game. We talked about special teams and how we felt about them coming off of the Colts game. Same thing with the offensive line. A lot made about. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, seven carries for zero yards, and now he comes out and has 19 carries for 92 yards. Isaiah Pacheco, 11 for 63. You could tell that Andy Heck, Matt Nagy, Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid, that whole offensive coaching staff challenged these guys all week. I'm really curious to hear what those guys had to say about the week of practice they just had and what the message was to them because whatever it was, it clicked for them to come out and set the tone from this game for this game from the very beginning. Kind of wonder – Oh, go, Maddie! You got it, buddy. Listen, they were just—they were just playing pissed off. I mean, just <laughs> straight up. You could just tell from the first rushing touchdown. The play was kind of stalled out early on, and then here they come, just shoving everybody. Trey Smith ends up with the guy five yards deep into the end zone. Joe Tooney and Creed Humphrey move Vita Vea, who doesn't move very easily, and they moved him actual yards to get in there. It's just they were mad, and every time a play kind of drew along, every time a play wasn't over immediately, it was the Chiefs' offensive line creating movement it was the Chiefs offensive line pushing the defensive line a little bit further a little bit further over and over again and we even saw it when the Chiefs were trying to run out the clock they were having their way with them they were creating lanes yeah. by just being bullies even down when the Buccaneers knew the Chiefs were going to be running it. it that Bucks defense hasn't seen something like that happen to him since Todd Bowles has got there yeah, not at all. I mean, that outside zone that, that Clyde picked up the first down on, that had that eight-yard run, was exceptional. The lane was huge. That is a play that we see the Chiefs run time and time and time again. 
especially with Clyde. And you see guys leak through. You see guys get into the backfield. Just the timing's off. Everything's a little bit off. And it was on. Everything was on today. I mean, they they just bulldozed that that really, really good Bucks defensive line. Completely off the field. Got up to the second level. Devin White and Levante David are good run defending linebackers. And Sorry, who? They, who was that I, first name? Uh, uh, Devin Devin White. I like oh, that I, we're not picking I, on Levante with the Bucks? David because he's actually good. Is, but, is Devin White yeah. still with the Bucks? I, yes. And we like him. Yes, he is. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. we do like My him. My bad. But, I mean, they, yeah, no, they did They did a great job. They came in with a point to prove, and they proved it within, like, the first quarter and a half. Like, it, it was something they set out to set the tone early, and they did it immediately. All right, we got to go back to our fearless leader here, leading the show. Tucker Franklin's got more for us. We'll see if my camera's still alive here. It is 5%. Let's We're go! Still good. Better hurry. Uh, I bet our uh, – this is from Charles Goldman as well. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey on what inspired the week four win over the Bucks. Lump it all together, there was a sour taste in our mouth from last weekend and the last time we were in Tampa. We are here now. We're going to roll with this momentum and how we played today. Also said it was an honor. Got a little choked up when talking about passing uh, Travis – or passing Rob Gronkowski – on the all-time list uh you don't really see i remember he passed a couple of uh passed a couple records a couple years ago and he didn't really seem too introspective about it but this one seemed a little bit different all right guys let's uh that's pretty special let's talk about uh the next couple of weeks for the chiefs because we're gonna have next few days to help break this one down but let's get some immediate thoughts on what the chiefs have knowing they got another primetime game next monday night against the las vegas raiders and then they've got that huge afternoon national primetime game against the Buffalo Bills the following week. But how are you guys feeling about what you saw from the Raiders and what the Chiefs have next week, next Monday night? Generally great. Uh, Chiefs are a primetime team. Keep them out of these uh, 1 o'clock games, these noon <laughs> games. No more. Never again. Nobody likes them. Clearly the Chiefs don't. I don't. That's everybody here. <laughs> um, only primetime games. No. Uh, the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, they they there. They exist. They still have Derek Carr. They do Derek Carr things. That's that's all I got for the Raiders and the Broncos. They're the same team. They just added Devontae Adams, and somehow they still present as the exact same team because Derek Carr is still their quarterback. It's a divisional game, so I'm sure it'll be close, but I feel good about the Chiefs in primetime versus the Raiders for sure. Yeah, don't don't take them lightly, please. Don't don't Colts this. Go and put the hammer down and then turn around. That Buffalo Bills team, they're resilient a little bit. You know, they'll they'll hang around, but you can bury them. They they look shaky right now, and that is a massive game. Chiefs are Three and one. I think we all would have taken three and one with this early schedule yeah. here if you would have 100%. gotten a hold of us a month ago. So I Chiefs are three and one, and the outlook is bright. This version of the Chiefs that we saw tonight will be five and one in six mm-hmm. weeks if they play like they did tonight. This is yeah. that was the best team in football. That's the ceiling for that team. It's exciting to see, excited to see the offense starting to come together in a lot of different ways. The things we hoped for. The things we doubted last week, they're there. They exist. And, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's at Arrowhead. And that one's at Arrowhead, too. Next couple weeks going to be fun. It's going to tell us a lot about this team. Yeah. But, but, hey, yeah, exactly. You, I, Craig said it best. If you, if you had told us all beginning of the season the Chiefs are 3-1 and one in the first four, you take it. All right, let's wrap it up. Tucker, we'll bring you on first. I'm going to surprise you if that camera's still working. Let's get your final. It doesn't no, work. We'll just hear your oh. beautiful voice. Oh, no. we'll I think you just keep the black voice. screen. Let's get final thoughts from everybody. Tucker, we'll start with you. 
Um, wow, I was really put on the spot here. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco, good game. Final thought. Uh, good to see him uh, look good. Okay. Craig, Maddie, what do you got? Craig, you go first. Uh, defense wasn't as bad as the numbers are going to say tonight, so don't hang on those when the rest of this week comes around. Oh. I was a year early predicting it, but Legereus Steed, coming that guy. He's definitely up there as one of the top 10 cornerbacks, I think, in the NFL, just based on everything he does. And I'm glad to see he's starting to get some of that recognition when you look around. Kent, what do you got? Shout out Noah Gray for the quarterback sneak touchdown. Ooh, there we that go. was fun. I didn't talk about that yet. Yeah, you know, we thought it was just because Blake Bell used to be a quarterback. No, Noah Gray can do it too. So shout out Noah Gray for that one. Yeah, we talked about all of them, obviously, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, what they all did. But shout out the rookie class. I know we talked about it earlier in the segment, but I feel like this will be one of those games that's really going to carry them. It's going to give them a great experience that they're not going to go into any kind of – it's not going to get any bigger than going on the road in prime time against Tom Brady on Sunday night football. And they all came out. They didn't just come out and play in this game and the Chiefs won. They came out and made plays and played really well in a game that I think is going to carry them. It's going to be huge for them going forward. We appreciate – everybody out there who's been watching us on YouTube or whether you're listening to the podcast after, please, like we've been saying all along, like, subscribe, all of those good things. But if you're listening to audio, please rate, reviews, give us a five-star rating, all those good things, because we'll continue bringing lots of great content to you here uh, from us at KC Sports Network. You got these three guys on the lab Monday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time. You can find it on our YouTube channel, and we'll have plenty of more good content. I'll talk with ESPN's Matt Miller tomorrow for KCSN Update and plenty more good stuff throughout the week, getting you ready for the game next week against the Raiders and breaking this one down when we have a little more time to digest everything that we saw tonight. But we appreciate everybody for joining us, and we will see you all next time. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.